Good morning, everyone. How are you doing this afternoon? Thought I would do another video about Jerome Powell in the Fed. I have a sneaky suspicion that you and I, and specifically the stock and bond markets, not to mention the dollar and interest rates, we are about to go on a wild, wild ride. Let's just flash back to Monday, 48 hours ago, Monday, Jerome Powell in the morning is saying things like, you know what, this new uh, mutation means we're going to have to take in more data. We're going to have to see how it impacts the consumers. We think that this new mutation will have downside risk to consumers and thus the market. Basically insinuating that rates will stay low longer. 24 hours later, Jerome Powell comes out and says, you know what? At our next meeting, we are going to talk about tapering faster. Now, obviously, the insinuation is if you taper faster, you also raise rates faster. Folks, I have been listening to Fed speak since Alan Greenspan. Alan Greenspan was the master at saying something without saying anything. Jerome Powell is in a tough spot. So what did he say yesterday? Basically, what he's saying is, wow, this new thing, this mutation, could cause consumers to change their behaviors. Maybe they will stop traveling. Maybe they will stop shopping. Maybe they will stop going to events. Maybe, 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 maybe. 24 hours later, the mutation is not as bad. It's maybe got more data inputs. And now he's like, you know what? Inflation is a problem. We should at least talk about tapering sooner. You really have to parse the words. First, let's just pretend it's Monday, right? Let's pretend it's Monday. Do you not think that regardless, remember it's Monday, it's not Tuesday when I'm proposing this. Don't you think the Fed would have already been talking about should we taper faster or slower? I would argue that the Fed should be talking about going faster or slower at every Fed meeting. Now you fast forward to Tuesday and Jerome Powell admits that one of the topics we are going to talk about is we're going to talk about tapering faster. Well, no kidding. I hope you are. Inflation is running at 6% and getting worse. This Fed speak is getting interesting because, again, what is happening in the environment around this? Well, first off, the 10-year bond market or the 10-year treasury, what a wild ride that has been. So first off, the Fed comes out on Monday and says we're going to leave rates lower longer and rates go up. Counter, kind of counterproductive or counterintuitive. 
Then today, the Fed says, or Powell says, you know what? We're going to talk about tapering. And then rates go down. What a wild ride the 10-year Treasury has been on in the last 48 hours. Folks, at the end of the day, these folks are going to get together in December. And consumer behavior is what it is. We are spending records amounts of money on the holidays. Wage inflation is going really well. Jobs number Friday, hello, jobs number Friday, 600, what was it? 600,000 was the over under or was it 650? I forget. We had a challenge on this channel. But at the end of the day, right now, if you are evaluating one rental at a time, 30-year mortgages are cheap. And I'm shocked to say you that based on the bond market activity today, they're probably a little cheaper. I would not expect that to hold because, again, the Fed tapers faster. The Fed raises rates faster. At least that's the logical thinking. So really what I wanted to do here is for a lot of you that are watching this, the Fed and specifically Powell as the chairman, he is going to be talking or jawboning a lot. He is going to be trying to influence the environment in Wall Street. He doesn't want a taper tantrum. He doesn't want Wall Street to freak out. So he is going to be saying things so Wall Street gets ahead of the game a little. So I expect Powell to come out with a lot of Fed speak, which again, going back to Greenspan, is a lot of fancy words that mean nothing. So that's what's going on with good old Jerome Powell. I think it's still fair to say that rates will stay low and the rate... Rates are lower than they should be. I do not like where rates are. I think it is causing inflation. I think it is hurting too many people, but they are where they are. I do not have the power to adjust them up. So my goal still is to take advantage of low 30-year rates. I wrote offers yesterday as I shared on the Daily Financial News. I will continue to do that. Also, just so you know what's coming up later today at 6 p.m., I interviewed a CPA, yes, an accountant who does tax returns for real estate investors, talking about cost segregation, bonus depreciation, uh, loss carry forward, all of the things that we were thinking about with our cost segregation expert. I brought on a CPA, and you will be looking at that. Uh, that video will be available to you at 6 p.m. Pacific tonight. I uh, got a question here from Angel. No. Well, let's talk about this. Angel, this is a good question. Do I believe interest rates will go negative? So it's a, it's, a, it's a question, Angel, about how you calculate negative. I would argue that rates are negative right now. I believe the interest rate is negative right now, and that is why I'm borrowing money. How can that be? Well, the 10-year treasury is at 1.3%, and inflation is at 6 to me, that is a negative 4.7%. So, Angel, I believe interest rates are already negative. Now, Angel, if your question is more about will the 30-year mortgage ever be negative, and the lowest I've seen ever is 1.99, no, I do not believe the 30-year mortgage will go negative. So it's a question of nominal or real. Um, Again, Angel, I would I would argue that rates are negative, and that's why I'm borrowing money. 
If rates are negative, borrow money. That's what I'm doing. So again, inflation is six. The 10 years, call it one, four, five. Sounds negative to me. So that's what I got for you there. Any other questions since uh, since I'm here? We got Angel. How you doing? Thanks for the question. AR, yep, real versus nominal. Great point. You're absolutely right. So again, watch Jerome Powell. He's going to be doing this a lot. On Monday, he said this. On Tuesday, he said this. It's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It depends on what he wants to do. And he is going to be yanking the stock market and yanking the bond market all over the place the next month or so. So take care of yourself. Have a wonderful evening. Don't freak out. Jerome Powell is not really speaking to you and I. He is talking to Wall Street. He doesn't want a taper tantrum, which is something that occurred, I believe, under Bernanke. I think that's where it was. It might have been Yellen. Actually, I don't remember if it was Yellen or Bernanke, but anyways. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Have a wonderful evening. Take care of yourself, and don't forget that cost segregation and whatnot. Uh, here we go. AR for your Canadian audience. I love my Canadian audience. Folks, if you are in uh, Canada or you invest in Canada, do me a favor. Connect me with other Canada investors or uh, podcasters or whatever you want to call them. I would love to interview them. I have lots of questions. I would love to get on their channels. Uh, the, the environment is different. Just like AR highlights, you have five-year money. you got 25-year AMs. It's a different ballgame. And they've had impressive appreciation. So AR, uh, thank you for bringing this up. I got to get more Canada. Uh, I'd love to get a Canada expert that we could talk to every week. Wouldn't that be a blast? So AR or any of my Canadian friends out there watching this, please connect me with others. I would love to get better coverage. And if you're in the rest of the world, Europe, Asia, Australia, South America, let's get let's get something going. Let's let's uh, let's bring one rental at a time to the rest of the world. So back to AR's question. For the Canadians, how would you feel about five-year investing time horizons versus your current philosophy on 30-year money? First and foremost, I'm only doing 30-year debt. Five-year arms freak me out, at least in the United States, because I guess I have the option in fairness. I've not studied the Canadian market enough uh, to realize how much of a true crash is possible. I, you know, Maybe AR, you'll know, did... How did Canada do during the Great Recession? Did it actually fall? Were people on the hook? Were property values down? Or did they stay flat for a long time? This is why I need to get some Canadian experts or at least get one Canadian expert uh, and Europe and, uh, you know, rest of the world. So um, I would be concerned, frankly, um, but I'm not sure how much. But, yeah, I'd be concerned. How much have interest rates gone up, right? Remember I did a 50-year journey, AR or a 50-year survey on interest rates in the U.S., I'd probably go do that in Canada, figure out how variable they are. Uh, those are things I would be looking up for sure. Hey, Dion, uh, Dion how are you? Uh, trying to get my wife to listen to help me out. Please tell uh, Nero to listen and learn. Listen and learn. We try to help. Ask questions. Get engaged. Uh, we are a very friendly channel. We try to help everyone. Um, yeah, we're just trying to be positive, folks, uh, trying to help people. And again, I'm trying to help a million people. The next 50 years of my life, I'm going to try to help a million people. And the only way I can do that is if all of you who I help help others. We're going to do this via a network effect. So if you think one rental at a time is helpful, please tell others to join. Watch the Daily Financial News. Ask questions. 
Let's get somebody from Canada engaged so we can grow our footprint up there. Take care, everyone. Have a wonderful afternoon. Don't freak out, but Jerome Powell, he's going to be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And if you don't know that reference, Google it. You have a nice guy and then a not-so-nice guy. He's going to be all over the map Monday and Tuesday, as an example. Take care. Bye.